What is up everyone, Dalton here. Before we hop into this episode, I just have a couple quick announcements. First off, thank you for tuning in. The support on the podcast so far has been amazing. We're super excited about the community that we're building here with Move Local. So we cannot wait to continue to grow and meet more amazing people. If you guys aren't following us on Instagram, head over there and follow us, move.local, as well as sign up for our newsletter if you want to make sure that you don't miss out on any new releases of episodes, of merchandise, of exciting news that we have coming up for the Move Local community. Head over there, sign up so you do not miss out. You can find that in the bio on Instagram or in the show notes below of this episode. And then lastly, guys, if you've liked or took value from any one of our episodes so far, please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you consume your podcast, subscribe to Move Local, and drop us a review and a rating. It really helps our podcast grow. It helps us get good feedback from you guys, what you want to hear more of, what you want us to improve on, so that we can continue to provide you with the best content possible and grow this amazing community. That is all I have for today. Enjoy this episode of Move Local. Welcome to the Move Local podcast. Our mission is to connect the movers and shakers of the Duntas and Hamilton area who pride themselves on growing a healthier and more connected community. We will do this through having conversations around health, education, entrepreneurship, and much more. We want to be part of helping you move confident, move free, and move local. What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to the Move Local Podcast, brought to you by The Movement. My name is Dalton, and alongside me today is my co-host, Jenna. Jenna, how are we doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited to have you on this side of the podcast today. Um, you recently had your episode mm-hmm. aired on Move Local, so if you guys haven't checked that out, go check out Jenna's episode on the Meet the Team. Um, but I'm pumped to have you. Are you excited to be on this side of the the podcast table very excited yeah. very excited i feel like asking the questions uh might be more up my wheelhouse than answering the questions so let's see what happens here yeah and we have a great guest i'm super pumped about um one the space that we're at mm-hmm. um you know two there's alcohol involved and three a great story so i'm super pumped to have craig on the show he's the owner of man's distillery here in Brantford. craig how we doing great great to have you guys here yeah i'm blown away by the space very blown away it's stunning oh thank you and i know you guys just uh recently it, it's it's like fairly new that you guys opened when 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 did yeah, you guys we get were started? fortunate enough to open during covid so <laughs> <laughs> uh we actually uh, have only been open for about a year and three months but a lot of that time we were shut down from the cocktail lounge or from the tasting bar perspective Technically, we've been open the whole time because we're, we're a liquor store, uh, but our tasting bar, our cocktail lounge, and our upstairs private event space and, and classroom area, uh, it's been um, you know spotty over the last year and a half, to say the least, but now we feel like it's fully open and everybody's really coming out. We've got our, our uh, concession, tra- our, our trailer, which is our food. It's going. It's, people have been really, really happy to have that, and so, yeah, we feel like we're finally hit, hit the ground. Yeah, that's so exciting. And um, I'm sure people are pumped about coming in here and, and seeing the space. After going through the tour, like, obviously I had some questions, and I know Jenna had some questions. And as we're going through here, I'm like, oh, my God, there's so much that I want to uh, that I want to ask. But I guess where I'd like to start is, um, you know, what kind of got you into this space? And then on top of it, how would you explain what botanical spirits are to people who are wondering 
and aren't so sure? Oh, that's that's a great question because we've uh, it, it was a very um, um, directed or it was it, it was on purpose that we called it botanical spirits and um, just my background I was in I was in high-tech sales for years and years so I'm, I'm pretty old I'm a lot older than you too um, uh, I was selling high-tech living on an airplane you know was doing the whole corporate thing for about 20 25 years and uh, really checked out of uh, that world um, in 2008 and I opened up a coffee shop here in town uh, coffee sh I, I wanted to be a coffee roaster um, and then you know there was also a restaurant as, as part of it um, panini soup salads that sort of thing and I was roasting my own coffee had a second location that we opened in Paris so did that for about nine ten years but during after about five years of roasting coffee you know it's kind of coffee's coffee um, it's a lot to learn it's was, it was a great great learning curve a lot of fun roasting coffee I, and I certainly love it um, and the teas of course teas you could spend hours and or you know years and years learning about tea but um, really got into distilling and started watching the pro the progression of small distilleries in the United States and uh, saw that coming to Canada and really wanted to be part of it so uh, was aware of a new program that they were starting at Niagara College for artisan distilling uh, which they are Niagara College has got a great culinary program and got wine program they got their beer program they're one of only two colleges in North America now that have the trifecta they have beer wine and now distilling so uh, we were I was lucky enough to be part of the first ever class there so went learned distilling and uh, then after that came out of school sold my business and uh, looked for an appropriate location found this location and spent six months building it and we opened up uh, beginning of last year so that's kind of the journey love it that's amazing how did you decide on this location out of all of the locations you could have chosen a lot of regulatory okay fair <laughs> <laughs> yeah the uh this is the distilling world there's only 38 distilleries active in Ontario right now, and there's 650 craft breweries. Okay. They're one of the largest reasons for that is the barrier to entry. Uh, for instance, in Brantford, the city of Brantford, they do not have a specific bylaw for distilleries, but the, um, the municipality said, well, you can open in an industrial area only, which a lot of municipalities do. There's other municipalities that say you have to, for instance, I was looking at Norfolk County, it has to be a farm distillery. Uh, so there's different bylaws in this case this building is actually zoned industrial even though we're right in the heart of a commercial area it's just lucky enough that legacy back 35 years ago this used to be a spring shop and uh, I didn't want to be buried in an industrial park somewhere mm -hmm. I wanted to be open to the public and have a tasting bar and have a cocktail lounge have the uh, you know, come in and enjoy some nice Korean chicken with a nice gin that sort of thing so we're lucky mm -hmm. to find this spot. It took us a year to find this spot mm -hmm. because availability was very challenging. But we finally, when we found this, we jumped at it. Very cool. Yeah, and I know you mentioned when we were chatting before how you could go in a lot of places in Brantford and find beer and chicken wings. Yeah. But you couldn't find a lot of distilleries. And you, you, it's kind of a unique um, offering to, to Brantford. Um, I'm assuming that was part of your decision making in, in this area. And then... Again, maybe bringing it back around to like 
kind of explaining, you know, what you guys do offer here for people that are looking to kind of dive in. Yeah, yeah. That's a, when we developed this as part of the design, uh, first of all, we're called botanical spirits because some distilleries open and they say, we want to make the best rum. We want to make the best whiskey. We want to make the best gin. Uh, in our case, we didn't want to narrow ourselves to a particular spirit. We wanted to say, we want to use as much local ingredient as possible. We want to play with everything. We're open to everything. <laughs> so in our first year, you know, we, we've been able to source has caps from five kilometers away. We're able to source strawberries and rhubarb. We have a strawberry rhubarb gin. We have has cap liqueur. We, you know, we have spruce tips that we picked locally here to make a spruce tip. So that's why we're botanicals, because we don't want to be defined by one spirit. And so, as again, when we were developing this space, we didn't want to be just another kind of roadhousey. Um, and also, a lot of distilleries that you go to in the States, they're very, um, I would call them heavy wood guy places. I don't mm, know sure. if that's a proper description, but you know, you go in and there's big heavy wood, dark wood, there's all these casts and barrels. Mm -hmm. um, we specifically did not do that here. Mm -hmm. we, we wanted it to be really female friendly because the cocktail culture is changing in Canada. People are no longer going out and drinking orange juice and vodka uh, like they did 35 years ago. They want more spirit forward cocktails. They're going out for two or three quality cocktails, not 10 crappy ones. Right. And so, you know, the fact that we have quartz countertops and it's an inviting area, we really tried hard to make it an inviting area. Yeah, and you can tell, that's the first thing I noticed when I when I walked in is like, the the vibe of the place was, was very nice. Like it was different. I think you get that kind of vibe of like, more of an experience. Like I'm not coming here to just like, crush a bunch of cocktails <laughs> i'm gonna enjoy a high quality well if you want to you can but enjoy a high quality you know drink which you can immediately tell when you walk in the space so i appreciate the fact that you guys took the time to think about that um i know as a business owner a lot goes into creating that experience that sometimes maybe goes unnoticed that it's very intentional mm -hmm. and so when i see that i'm always like oh this is awesome like it's very thoughtful from like the countertops to even the space that we're sitting in right now with like the mural on the wall and kind of that that botanical vibe i can feel it up here mm -hmm. um so it's cool that you guys put a lot of thought into that oh thank you yeah and it's definitely intentional i think that's the best word for it even our our area up here you know we've got seating up here and you can see that it's flexible because on saturday we're going to be running cocktail classes here so those tables will be moved around there's people taking cocktail classes, and then during the evening, we'll redistribute the tables so that it can be a full open uh, lounge again. So we've got to utilize our space, and we've done it in such a way that um, we try and try and be flexible and have that environment for lots of different events. Yeah, for sure. I think what maybe we could do is start doing a little bit of the tasting, and then we can kind of chat a little bit about the process because of like how you make it and like what I've really thought is cool is the different kind of approach you've taken to some of these um different drinks so mm -hmm. why don't we kind of have you guys dive in start tasting a little bit and uh we can ask some questions well, I would we've, we've got some willing victims here <laughs> i would absolutely love that i uh let's do the white tea i i i am a beer drinker um so i guess my first question for you craig 
is when we set up a tasting for beer, depending on the beer, we like to go in kind of order of bitterness. Is there method to the madness in terms of how we're sampling what you've chosen for us today? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> well, I chose a rum because all three of you said you wanted to try a rum. Touche. <laughs> Touche. Satisfy but the customers. No, Satisfy the customers. But, but very... In similar in a similar vein, we're starting with our white tea gin because that's full of botanicals and so on and so forth. But it, it's not an aged product, so it's okay. going to be slightly more delicate on the palate. Uh, then we're going to move to a lavender gin, which just again is an extra flavor profile on that gin. Then you're going to move to a um, a rum, which again is going to be, you know, because of the influence of the barrel, because of the extra sugar in a rum. Uh, it's made from cane sugar after all mm -hmm. um, and the extra um, uh, higher alcohols and the extra um, flavor profile of the rum you don't want to do that before the gin okay. again so you're moving in the si similar fashion of okay. you know when you take your li least bitter to your most bitter. okay yeah. excellent I just don't want to use the word bitter when I'm talking about it, our spirits I know I would never <laughs> I would never yeah so this so what you're tasting now is a white tea gin and this was developed while I was at school because again, I had a coffee shop at the time that had about 14 different types of tea that we served. And we did multiple trials. And uh, the white tea is just a really nice, delicate tea, but it's got a lot of uh, tropical notes in it. It's got pomegranate, papaya, coconut. And we actually, uh, when we do our distillation, we put this in our gin basket, which this, the vapor, as it goes through, before it hits the condenser and comes out as a final product, it will go through that tea and pick up all those notes. So you should get some of that on your nose. Uh, this is 40%, which is in Canada is the, the minimum requirement for a gin. What do you think, John? Um, Very good. Good. Very good. good. That, that, made me, that made me smile the moment I put the glass to my face. I know you've been wanting to try this. Jen has been talking about trying this all day, so. <laughs> Yeah, we love this product. This is at the LCBO, yeah. um, and uh, we've. This has been our flagship product right from the beginning. Again, when we started distillery, of course, the first thing you can get out is your white spirits, the gin and the vodka. You get them on the shelf right away because you can do those in a matter of a few weeks, as opposed to our aged product, which you know, some of it's in barrels and we won't see for another year or two. Um, but you know, and our rum just came out. It's been 14 months. But we started doing that right away. But the process. it only came out a couple weeks ago. It's very cool. All right, what's next? Uh, so let's move to our, you were, you were, I know you're from Dundas. So, um, or some of you are. And um, so you asked about our lavender gin. Because oh. we actually use lavender from Dundas. Oh. As a Dundas, uh, Weir's lavender farm in Dundas. And so this, again, is, is this is a London Dry base. And... Um, this is at 45%, so it's a little higher alcohol. We like it You're at that higher it? alcohol because we put a lot of citrus in this as well. And so you should get notes of the lavender. But one thing we like to do is that we actually mix it with elderflower. And um, that's very intentional. And the reason we put the elderflower in there as well is to tone down the lavender. Because we do not want a perfumey drink. Mm. Uh, I do not like... Per, you know very heavy perfumed products and the the elderflower really balances out the lavender 
Um, in fact, when we steep the elderflower in there, we'll, we'll steep the elderflower for, for four days, and only in the last day and a half, two days, will we introduce the lavender, so that it's a great floral note without it being perfumey. Mm -hmm. So hopefully you got that on the nose as well as the, t the palate. Very much so with that one too. Again, like I think that the most descriptive word that I can come up for that is just beautiful. Oh, yeah. great. You must like floral. <laughs> Apparently yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no that's incredible. Yeah, and again, it's not it's not over the top, you know. No. It's just a very nice, subtle lavender taste without yeah. it being uh, in-your-face perfumey. So as we kind of go through this, <clears throat> um, how how do you recommend people consume this like we're we're doing like a taste test here where you're just drinking it like as is right um is that kind of a recommendation you make is it more of using like do you have people m use them in cocktails more specifically like what are what are some of the ways you find people are using it yeah it really varies it's really a personal decision yeah. when people come in for a tasting flight here if they just want to have a tasting flight we serve it neat but we always give them the option to have some tonic or some soda with it um for instance, I wouldn't suggest you come in and make a rum and coke and try our rum. Right. I want you to try it on yeah. its own. It's yeah. got to stand on its own. It's just a beautiful product, and you don't want to adulterate it with the coke. <laughs> Although I, dr I will drink it with rum and coke. You know, when I'm away for the weekend, uh, certainly we'll have a rum and coke. But um, it really depends on the spirit as well. For instance, our grapefruit gin, our grapefruit safflower gin. In a gin and tonic, I'm not necessarily a fan. It's got the bitterness of the grapefruit, and then the, when you add tonic, it's kind of an extra layer of bitter. Other people swear by it. I, we have customers that come in and say, uh, I had a guy last week come in and say, oh my gosh, there's a game on tonight. I ran out of grapefruit gin. I had to come in before the game started. Whereas Emergency. It, when, I, when I make a Negroni, a Negroni is a classic gin cocktail, which is typically just one part gin, one part Campari, and one part sweet vermouth. So it's balanced across the sweet and the bitter, of the bitterness of the, um, the Campari, because it's, a, it's a, a, an Amaro, a drinkable bitter. Um, whereas with ours, I, I pair it with Aperol, slightly sweeter Amaro, so it's still a bitter, but the grapefruit really complements it well. It's the, best, it's the best Negroni I've ever had. So I will not make a Negroni now unless I have our grapefruit gin. <laughs> so it really is, per, you know, I... It's versatile. It's not a direct answer because no. it's, it's, it's so really personal. depends on your palate. Mm -hmm. yeah. I kind of I figured that was... Uh, Sounds like you might be leaving me here for the afternoon, man. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> um, let's, let's try the rum then. Let's have you guys try the rum. It sounds like... Is that what's next? I don't want to yep. mess up the process. Absolutely. Okay. So this rum, again, we've uh, illegally... Nope, that's not... That's the wrong one. Oh, this one here. This one. And this one. Nope. Here we go. Sorry, I didn't want to get you mixed up there. Um, so uh, our, our head distiller is Amy Belanger. And, um, shout out to Amy, by the way. Shout she out hooked, to Amy. She hooked us up with the with like the connection with, with you, Craig. And we also have to make the connection between Dan, our massage therapist, and Amy. They're together. So all kinds of like community gathering. We've come connecting, full circle right Connecting there. it all. So <laughs> shout out to Amy for, uh, for yeah. helping us out with that. Well, when we were going to school, she was working part-time at a distillery here in Ontario. 
And then after school, she actually managed to get a job in the Bahamas at a rum distillery. Oh, wow. That lasted for a few months. And um, as much as I hate to admit it to our benefit, she had to leave because of COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, that distillery relied 95% of their sales was cruise ships. And so basically she was without a job. And so we were the beneficiary of that. So Amy, when I found out she was available, for sure, we, we grabbed her as quickly as we could. She is a rum geek. She listens to podcasts where they dissect <laughs> the distillation <laughs> of rum like you wouldn't believe. But it really shows up in the product. She's just so careful about it. She's, she's being mentored by a guy that's been in the industry for 59 years. He used to be head distiller at Appleton's. Uh, he talks to her every day almost. Um, he lives in Mississauga. It, 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 she's so lucky to have him, but also she's enthusiastic about it. She's got a great mentor, and she's really focused on our rum, but she also do, she does a lot of our spirits. But that particular one, I know that she puts a lot of effort into. So we've had this now aging for 14 months. We did it in a combination of used bourbon barrels as well as um, some smaller Canadian oak, new Canadian oak. And that smaller barrels accelerate the aging because of the ratio of the spirit to the wood. And so it's the equivalent of having it aged for a number of years. And we blended that with the 53 gallon used bourbon barrel um, rum. And so it's a very nice rum, even though it's only 14 months old. You can see that it's amber in color. Mm -hmm. If you nose it before you drink it, you'll get, you should get the molasses, you should get the, the brown sugar, yeah. get notes of maybe some banana underneath. Oh yeah, I definitely it's, got that. Yeah. yeah, it's just, and then take a sip. Now this is at 43%, a little higher, higher proof. Uh, we're making cocktails with this and we're drinking on its own. It's just, uh, it's, we're so happy with this product. We, we, uh, we know what Dan and Amy talk about on a Friday night now. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Just rum. Maybe, maybe they'll invite us over now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to, to ask you, like, you know, you've used the word play quite frequently. Um, and it's funny because on our wall at our, our space is, um, dang it, I'm blanking on it train a little train a little play a little so we're big fans of play as well i think it's important from a movement perspective um to play and explore and have fun and, and kind of see what you're capable of it seems like play is something that you guys take a, like seriously here in the sense of exploring different combinations like we were downstairs on the tour and you were showing us um some of the things that amy was doing with like a particular product that's coming up is that something you encourage and you guys like to do we're doing that constantly. So we have trials going on right now that um, we may never see the product on the shelf because we're just, we will, will not release a product until we're happy with it. But that's the fun of doing this. You don't get into the uh, distillery to make money because trust me, it's not a good idea. <laughs> but what it's about is creating your own product and creating something you're proud of and having fun with it. When, you know, for instance, that Haskap liqueur that I, had you try a little while ago. That was a local farmer that came to us and said, we have 1,200 bushes of hascaps that are you know, a large berry that is becoming more prevalent in Ontario. Tastes, tastes like a blueberry and a raspberry combined. Mm -hmm. we, made a, we did multiple trials, different formulations, different percentages of, of sugar and different percentages of alcohol and pressed juice versus squeezed juice versus steamed juice. 
and we came out with a product at the end of the day that is just so tasty. I mean, we're sold out of it now. We have some behind the bar for people to taste, but it won't be available now because we have to use fresh berries that are local and that they're going to be harvested in July. But that process that you're talking about, that was just play. Yeah. You're right. It's just play, and it's, uh, it's fun to develop something like that. Yeah. On the, on the topic of play, I have to know, I'm so curious. So our staff meetings at the movement really kind of morph into typically a really awesome team workout, mostly us picking up and putting down heavy things. <laughs> Can I please ask what your staff meetings are like here? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the last staff meeting we had actually is because our chef was introducing a new menu. Oh. And... Um, so they came in and uh, they took over the bar, of course, <laughs> and made all their favorite cocktails, several of them. <laughs> and uh, I insisted none of them drove to the staff meeting because it turns out that sometimes that happens a lot. And uh, then the chef gave them, you know, he wa- walked through his tuna poke and his Korean chicken and his beef carpaccio. And oh so gosh. it turned into a great meal as wow. well as a lot of drinks and then a lot of education. So, and the staff, you know what, people really want to be educated. Mm-hmm. And, and even the staff, they want to be educated because Amy and I are in the back room. I'm making bitters and the, people don't understand that process. Uh, people don't understand how even gin is made. Uh, mm-hmm. They'd want to know how vodka is made. They don't understand that, for instance, that rum, all of that color comes from the barrel only. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they want to understand that process, so they're very curious. So that's what we have. Yeah, that's our staff want to be educated, just like just like our customers do. That's amazing. Yeah. It sounds like uh, it sounds like we need to do our staff meeting, and here, come over here and <laughs> have a couple <laughs> drinks. Well, we have a retirement food. this afternoon. There's 35 <laughs> people showing up for some somebody retiring. So love it. Maybe that's a little staff meeting of some sort. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How so? So that's a that'll be my next question. Like, how are people utilizing the space? Like, how like you mentioned the staff? Like, are you guys doing a lot of staff parties? Are you guys doing a lot of like events? Um, I know you guys have like some of your stuff in in the LCBO. Like, where where are people able to grab that? Like, give me give me some of that. Yeah, we've got so many. There's so many different facets to the distillery, because we've got a production side which we're worried about making product and keeping it on the shelf. We've got our local, our, our, our localized liquor store here, so our distillery retail store. We've got a cocktail lounge. We've got a classroom stream where we run classes and we run um, rum and chocolate pairings, for instance, where people show up and then we have walk them through how rum is made and also pair it with chocolate. Wow. Um, but we've also got contracts that we're, we're, we're actually contract distilling for some other people so that they can have their own product and distribute it and sell it themselves. We're just developing one now, for instance, where it'll be a fundraiser for a particular company because they're a nonprofit, but they're gonna be selling one of our products that we develop in conjunction with some stuff that they grow on site. (laughs) So it's a great collaboration. So we've got so many different streams that are going on, Um, you know, private events. Today's a retirement party. Tomorrow is a celebration of life where there's 100 people showing up for some, dropping in for a celebration of wow. life. And then next Sunday is a, um, an elopement party. They, di- they didn't want to call it their, their wedding because they're actually eloping and then just having all their friends here in a private event. So we've got multiple streams so cool. going on, and, uh, but it's all good. And it all revolves around the fact that 
people are really becoming comfortable with the cocktail culture now and they get excited about cocktails so they want to go to an environment where yes we serve beer and we serve wine but they want to be really educated as to the new cocktails and what you know when we add a bitter to that cocktail what's what's the difference in the taste that sort of thing yeah there go ahead jenna there are like out of all of those complexities to what your business does here and what you guys are building and creating here um that makes me so excited because there is so much beyond just in the back with the with playing with different concoctions um what's your favorite one of those streams um my favorite one would be the actual production and the development um unfortunately i get pulled a lot of different ways just because we are a new business and you know running a business that uh you know i just i I just spent four hours this morning driving and and getting corn just because i didn't want to wait for a delivery and i didn't want to pay for the delivery i spent four hours yesterday doing accounting um that's not my favorite part but it's (laughs) necessary and of course being small we have to do everything you know being a, a small business owner you have to do your chief cook and bottle washer well <laughs> we actually do wash bottles here <laughs> you do it so all we do it all Very cool. yeah but definitely the production side the development side and then the, at the end of the day um, you know what i i'll have to correct myself because at the end of the day my favorite part is when i'm behind the bar doing a tasting for somebody and educating them because people say you have, I don't realize sometimes how much knowledge we do have because we've been through a proper schooling and proper education. And we're, at the end of the day, we're spirit geeks. You know, I go home at night and I read my artisan distilling magazine and my whiskey magazine and uh, I, I'm the geek. And so people really love that education. And that's one of the best aspects of the job mm. is actually educating the customers on it. Yeah, and it's so obvious that you have a passion for this and that you're really taking a lot of time to develop like something something special for the people that come in here. Like after you showing us and explaining everything you explained to us when we first came in and then even just watching you be able to like set this up for us and have us try it and just like you can tell the joy coming across your face when mm. we're telling you about like how we think about it. Like that's such a beautiful, beautiful thing in general because I, I know probably how much time and effort and struggle yeah. And yeah. all that has gone into it. So, um, yeah, that's that's very obvious. And it's, it's cool. But let's transition into some rapid fire questions. Ooh, good luck. So how does that work? We're going to fire them <laughs> at you and you're going to answer them as fast as possible. As fast as possible. <laughs> um, Uh-oh. What, what's your favorite go-to of the, the products that you guys make? Our white tea gin. What is one of your favorite local restaurants? Um, uh, Fume on the lamb. Oh, on the lamb. Uh, Someone else was talking about that. Yeah. yeah, three very good quality restaurants that are that do a really, really good job in their food. Yeah, those are three. I know I'm going to forget somebody. I'm going to have you know, licensees that I have, like Juniper out in Paris, is a really good job. We've got some good quality restaurants here down in Brantford. Yeah, we used to be all about chicken wings and beer, but now we've got a lot of choices. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any? New oak barrels are used. New. Why new? If I had all the money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who's who's someone you think we should talk to on the podcast you think would be a good guest? 
Oh, definitely. If you like, if, for breweries, could be anybody, like any kind of business community. Could be brewery, could be restaurant, could be whatever. Um, I th- I think there's a lot of local businesses here that do a really good job. There's the olive oil company that does olive oils. They have a great product line. There's a cho- couple of chocolatiers here in town that make their you know that you go in there you know they're making it like it's actually really nice chocolate. We've partnered with some of them. Uh, they've I'll even taken some of one. our alcohol and created chocolates from oh, it. Oh, that's cool. Um, there's also uh, just within Brant and Brant County, we have five breweries. Yeah. So they're uh, and they're all really unique. They're all different than each other. Um, they're worth visiting. Yeah. Um, and then from the restaurant's perspective, um, definitely we have a few good choices of some really nice quality food. Yeah, no, for sure. We. Uh, the the girls over at um, Let Us Live were the ones that recommended you Bailey and Shelby just over here. Oh, they did a. Uh, I, I corrected myself last week because I, I called it a charcuterie board. They did a grazing table for us at one of our events, and it was literally a grazing table. I, I love that name. I love it. it. So I good. Love it so much. All about grazing. <laughs> the problem was. It was so beautiful. Nobody wanted to eat off of it because it was so well done. That uh, Anyway, it's great. They do a great job. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. Um, last question we like to have, ask everyone is, what does Move Local mean to you? Um, move Local means that um, where possible, you try and support local companies. And um, realizing that the spinoff from that is you're not you're not supporting that guy. Like when people come here and they say, "I want to support Craig," well, you're not supporting Craig. You're supporting all the people that are in our are in our ecosystem, and our ecosystem just isn't our employees. Mm. Our ecosystem is if you look at our accounts payable, our accounts payable goes to the farmers. It goes to the suppliers of our cleaning products. It goes to our suppliers of our labels. You know, we source those locally. I buy our cleaning products from a company locally. I buy our labels. I buy our, um, you know, all our supplies for uh, um, our food truck. You know, the local butcher here, Strodi's, is supplying us some some beef and some pork products. So you're you're supporting that ecoculture. You're not just supporting that company. Mm-hmm. You don't realize that when you're supporting that company, you're actually supporting a whole ecoculture, and and it, it's the spin-off is amazing and uh when you buy that you know when you buy that bottle of gin at the liquor store that's made in the uk by diageo which is a multi-billion dollar company it's it's <laughs> there's nothing really that they're doing for the local economy mm-hmm. nothing i mean I, I hate to be a cynic about it but when you support somebody local when you buy that craft beer locally you're not just supporting that brewer you're supporting that entire staff, but also all their suppliers. Yeah, it's so true. And, and that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast, because like, I think the more people can hear the stories behind the businesses, the local businesses, and like, even just you explaining your view on what it means to move local, like people will resonate with that. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope that people hear that and be like, oh, that's amazing. I want to go grab a bottle of Mans versus going to grab that other bottle. So that was awesome. Oh, that's great. Um, Craig, where can people find your location? Where can people find you guys on, on the internet, um, social media, all that good stuff? Yeah, it's just Man's Distillery. So mansdistillery.com or Google Man's Distillery. 
Uh, we're located at 581 West Street, which is, uh, for those who know Brantford, it's in the Linden Park Mall area, uh, that end of the, the town, the north end of town. Um, you can also, if anybody's out there that doesn't come to Brantford, go to your local liquor store if you want to try the white tea gin or our London dry gin, our vodka, and, and next month our coffee liqueur will be in there as well. Um, go to your local liquor store and say, list this product, put it on the shelf, because it's available to them. It's just the local store manager has to put it on, so they can get it there. And then if all else fails, if you want any of our other products that aren't listed at the LCBO, we have online shipping. Love it. Craig, thanks so much for the time. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for like welcome, welcoming us into your space, showing us around, having us taste. Um, well, I didn't taste it, but having the crew taste <laughs> the amazing um, options you have here. We really appreciate it. I'm really happy you guys showed up. I think Jen's got three more options that she wants to try. <laughs> okay. So I guess it's true. I do. We'll, we'll wrap it up and then um, <laughs> I'll be driving home. Thanks guys for tuning in. We appreciate it.